Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Saturday, December 3rd, 2022, and I'm your host, John June. And of course, I got my guy, Greg Penniman, G Money. Greg, how are you feeling today? Chilling, man. Chilling. Ready for week 13. Final stretch is here. Um, you know, we get that that extra week uh, as of last season, you know, because of the new schedule. We have one more game, so it's another chance to, to get in the playoffs. So we got to make it happen. Definitely another chance to get in the playoffs or – Maybe one more chance to sweat it out, if depending on how you look at it, man. Uh, you know, you got to hold on to that positioning. Got to get some wins. Got to close it out and get into the playoffs. Because once you get in, anything can happen. Uh, you know, in our league of extraordinary people, the we have a eight eight teams make the playoffs out of the fourteen teams in the league, and so the one seed. You know, we've seen the one seed lose to the eight seed before. <laughs> So anything is possible, uh, you know. Once he it, never wins, no. Once he never wins, it's just, it's a curse. It's an actual yeah. curse. Yeah. Um. You know, good thing they they get a little something for for coming in first place there. But, um, let's talk about Thursday night football, man. And uh, it was pretty. Uh, I mean, Buffalo. You know, if you had Stefan Diggs and and Josh Allen. You know, you felt pretty good about this, you know, the the output there. New England really didn't didn't compete. Uh, their only offensive touch or their only touchdown of the game was scored by uh, a defensive player that that played on offense. So, or, you know, that got, you know, some playing time on offense, Marcus Jones there. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, a boring game from that side. 24 to 10 was the final score. Uh, Greg, do you have any thoughts on, uh, you know, Thursday night football? Yeah, no, I mean, other than, you know, Josh Allen and Diggs doing what they do every week, um, I think you got to be excited for, if you're, honestly, if you're a James Cook manager, that's really the the takeaway here. Uh, you know, 19 total touches, got 14 carries, six receptions. Like, that's awesome. That's that's what you want right there. That's a, he, and without the touchdown, he got pretty much a, a solid RB two day with some, and almost got RB one upside. So fine down a stretch, he could be a league winner. So all those people that held on, you know, this is the, the time it's best game of the season. Uh, I think that's the main takeaway. Yeah, that's definitely the biggest takeaway. And I, you know, I'm, I'm glad you, you went with that because I uh, did want to get into it a little bit with James Cook, because like you said, he, he seized the opportunity yesterday, led the backfield in touches, Devin Singletary, was you know spending a lot of time on the sideline. It was really the James Cook show, uh, and like you said, had a very productive day, uh, you know, productive evening. And he's available in leagues, right? Like yeah. this is this is a guy who who's definitely available. Um, you know, we were talking about you know uh, trying to to hold him, uh, you know, just for Thursday night football. And if we were going to make a roster move, you know, he'd be the guy that we drop. But we're definitely not dropping him, uh, <laughs> not dropping him this time, but yeah, he's 23% rostered in Yahoo leagues. So yeah. if you yeah. have some fab left, 
over. Uh, like you said, this guy could be a league winner down the stretch. Uh, I, I would be willing. He's he's like a 90 to 100% of my fab kind of guy, just with the, yeah, the way that absolutely. they were feeding the way that they were feeding him yesterday, um, you know, just definitely somebody that you should you should look to get on your roster at this time. Yeah, for sure. I think his upside as far as catching the ball is higher than Singletary's. So uh, I think he's got, you know, definitely more upside in that in that sense. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move off of this game. Um, you know, not much else to discuss. Um Let's talk about some of these games. We're going to obviously cover every single game that uh, that isn't Thursday night football. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get to it, man. So, first up, we've got the seven and four New York Jets traveling to Minnesota to take on the nine and two Minnesota Vikings. This game has a forty-five and a half point total, where the Minnesota Vikings are three-point home favorites. In terms of injuries for Minnesota, left tackle Christian Darrisaw, he's out. Andrew uh, Andrew Booth, a cornerback for Minnesota, he's placed on injury reserve. And then for the Jets, Michael Carter, the running back, is doubtful. He's unlikely to play. Cedric Abuehi, uh the, the right tackle, is doubtful. He's he's not expected to play. And then Ashton Davis, uh, you know, a special teamer and and uh, depth safety for the Jets, is out with a hamstring. Uh, Greg, where do you lean when it comes to this matchup? Uh, I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I'm gonna take the Jets to cover, and I'm gonna take the the Jets to win. Uh, I think this is a, a good matchup for the Jets here, uh, defensively and offensively. Um, on their side, you already know Mike White, my streamer of the week. Uh, I think he's gonna continue his, you know, run here. Uh, continue what he's got to do uh, for the Jets in a great matchup. We're saying, you know, Minnesota giving up, uh, I think, the most passing yards per game to the quarterback position. So this is a solid matchup for him, um, and he's gonna get it to his weapons. Garrett Wilson has got some wide receiver one upside in this one uh, for sure. I think he's a borderline wide receiver one. Um, uh, Zonovan Knight, I uh, think, should, you know, lead the lead the way in, in touches and, and, and carries. Um, I think both, you know, him and, and you know, the, the running back situation there, he should uh, be leading this. So I think he's got some, you know, RB2 ups, RB2, strong RB2, some RB1 upside. Tyler Conklin should also be involved as well as a streaming tight end. And on the Minnesota side, uh, I think it's, you know, there'll be opportunities for Kirk Cousins as well. Uh, I think I'm having him you know, in that lower and lower uh, QB1 range. Dalvin Cook uh, should be, you know, who, who he is. Dalvin Cook, consistent uh, RB1 production. Uh, probably slight, slight bump down, but Justin Jefferson uh, should be a good matchup between him and Jet Secondary. Uh, I think he's still, you know, get, get his, still rate him as a wide receiver one. Uh, and, and that's about it. I mean, Tyler, I mean Adam Thielen had a great game, uh, you know, last week. I think he should be back in that flex conversation. Yeah, this is definitely, I mean, even if you're not a Jets fan or or a Minnesota fan, this is probably one of the most intriguing games on the weekend mm-hmm. because, you know, the Minnesota has, you know, they're nine and two. They're playing for, uh, you know, if they win this game, they essentially, or not essentially, they, they will in fact clinch their division. Um, and so, you know, obviously, and, and, and the New York Jets have a lot to play for in terms of trying to lock up a wild card and potentially compete for first place in the division, though. So um, I'm going to take the over. Uh, every Mike White game has gone over. I could see, you know, these oh. are both these are these are two good offenses, um, you know, and, and I could 
see a lot of points being scored. I mean, Minnesota's offense is good, right? And the Jets' defense is obviously good. But I think, you know, obviously um, Justin Jefferson is a, is, a, is a good weapon and, and and Dalvin Cook as well. So I think they can score some, some points, manufacture some offense. And then the Jets' offense – may not be as explosive as, as as Minnesota, but the defense for Minnesota is not very good. So I think that creates some opportunities here for the over. So I'm going to take the Jets to cover as well because I, I think the matchups do – they do have some matchups to their advantage. And the fact that they, you know, they have the corner – or, you know, the, the corners that they have in their secondary could lead to, uh, you know, limiting Justin Jefferson. And I will take the Jets to win. Uh, for In terms of the fantasy – Dalvin Cook, he's an RB one. I mean, his his volume, his opportunities, uh, th- they've been fantastic. Alexander Madison has not really been involved in the offense, so you know he's been a, a true workhorse in that Minnesota offense. Justin Jefferson, he's a wide receiver one. Uh, I, Kirk Cousins, he's going to be a, a QB two for me. Um, you know, I think there's some other options that you could go to this week. I mean, Greg, prefer Kirk Cousins or Mike White in the same game? Mike White. Yeah, I'm this, I'm there as well, Mike White. He's a QB one for me. Uh, going back to TJ Hawkinson, I think he's a tight end one. He probably has the best matchup here. Uh, Garrett Wilson, he's a wide receiver one as well. Tyler Conklin, uh, my stream of the week, I think he has uh, you know tight end one upside in this game. Uh, and then Bam Knight, you know Zonovan Knight, I think he you know based on volume, Michael Carter being out, I think he's he's has some RB one upside in this game. Uh, Elijah Moore and Davis, they're they're both in, intriguing flex options. I know people are probably out on Moore because, um, you know, the limited targets, but he he is the third receiver. And if this game does have a little bit of a back and forth nature to it and they have to score some points, I think that he he's definitely involved uh as as well as Davis. So it all depends on game script. But yeah, this should be an intriguing game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely look into one of those Jets complimentary receivers. Yeah, let's move on to this next matchup. The three and eight Denver Broncos uh, traveling to Baltimore to take on the seven and four Baltimore Ravens. This game has a 38 and a half point total where the Baltimore Ravens are eight and a half point home favorites. There is expected to be rain in this game in terms of injuries, running back J.K. Dobbins and safety Marcus Williams. They both return to practice as they're both on injured reserve, but they they will be out of this game. Tylen Wallace, he's also out. Kyle Hamilton, he's questionable with a knee. And then for Denver, tight end Andrew Beck, he's out as well as Jonathan Harris and Dakota Allen. Um, Jerry Judy, he returned to practice on Friday. Is expected to be a game-time decision in this one. Cortland Sutton, he's questionable with an illness. K.J. Hamler is out. And running back Mike Boone is eligible to return in this matchup as he's been designated to return from the injury reserve with an ankle injury. So uh, in this matchup here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens to cover. I'll take the Baltimore Ravens to win. For Baltimore, Lamar's a QB1. Mark Andrews is a tight end one. Uh, Gus Edwards is is an RB2. And then for Denver, uh, Cortland Sutton is a wide receiver two or three. And then Lat Murray's a, you know, a low-end RB2, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much with you on, on the analysis and everything. Uh, taking the under, taking Baltimore to cover, Baltimore to win. Um, on Baltimore side, you know, Lamar, Mark Andrews, uh, those should be these guys, of course, you're, you're looking at. Mark Andrews probably won't have, a, you know, two straight unexpected games from him. I think he's going to bounce back here. Gus Edwards, uh, healthy. 
he's you know solid RB two option. And then you know always banking on he hopefully he gets a touchdown to, to help his day even more. Uh, and then but on the Denver side, uh, yeah, Quarlin Sun's been kind of the only steady Eddie for this, this team. You know, he's been solid. You know, in that wide receiver two uh, category. Uh, you know, getting over about sixty yards in the last three games. So he's definitely been involved. Uh, so having that there, Lat Murray as well. Uh, been involved in the running game, but yeah, that's really the only two people I'm willing to touch on in, in this game for Denver. Yeah, that's that's pretty easy analysis there. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to this <laughs> this next game, which I feel like it's going to be a similar similar trend here. Uh, <laughs> the three and seven Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Atlanta to take on the five and seven Atlanta Falcons. That can't be three and seven. They're four and seven. Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Atlanta to take on the five and seven Atlanta Falcons. This game has a 43 and a half point total where the Pittsburgh Steelers are one and a half point road favorites in this one. Uh, there's a, uh, well, this game is played in a dome, so there's no weather concerns there. And then in terms of injuries, Atlanta's okay uh, for Pittsburgh. Jalen Warren, who was a full practice all week, was does it was cleared by the doctors to return ends up on the injury report as questionable with a hamstring while Najee Harris, who was limited, who was did not participate in practice Wednesday and Thursday was limited on Friday is not on the injury report with the oblique. And then Benny Snell was a DMP on Wednesday limited on Thursday, Friday, and then is also not on the injury report with a knee injury. So, I don't know what's going on with the Pittsburgh injury report, but some seems like some some shady stuff is happening. Uh, TJ Watt, he's questionable with the ribs, with rib injury, uh, and then cornerback Akila Weatherspoon, he's out with a hamstring. Craig, where are you going with this game? Uh, I'm gonna take the under as well. Um, I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to cover, though Pittsburgh to win. Um, on Pittsburgh side, yeah, kind of the only people I'm, you know, if Najee Harris is playing, I think you're playing him as a, a low on RB2. Uh, you're hoping he gets a touchdown, which he did before he, you know, got hurt in that game. Uh, they're they're going to, if he's healthy, they're going, he's still going to lead in carries and targets. So you put him out there. Pat Firemuth has been a, a great tight end this year, uh, continuing to play him even with one touchdown this year. He's been uh, pretty, pretty solid. So you're, you're playing him as a tight end one. Uh, and George Pickens continues to show flashes every week. Uh, I think he's, you know, in that flex conversation, especially with the matchup. Uh, on the Atlanta side, though, uh, it's really just I can possibly make a face. Drake London has the matchup of the year. Like right now, Drake, you know, Pittsburgh corners, you know, we've you know, been attacking them all year. They're pretty weak. Um, Drake London, I think, has some flex injury. Oh, man. Uh, this game is – so, all right, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win. For Atlanta, Cordell Patterson, he's an RB2. Uh, for Pittsburgh, Najee Harris. I'm, not, I'm really not interested in, in the in the Atlanta offense. I mean, yeah, they, don't, they haven't really thrown the football. <laughs> and then Pittsburgh, again, they're a much better defense with TJ Watt out there. So uh, I'm not really going to Atlanta. I Drake London, I know, because I roster Drake London and our league of extraordinary people, and I know it's green. You know, on it is. the it's very green. <laughs> it's very green. It says 
like ninth in terms of the, of uh, in terms of the matchup there. But if you look at you know just the last uh, three weeks, they've allowed the twenty seventh most PPR points to the to the wide receiver position in their in their last uh, four matchups, rather actually. So um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not I really don't have interest in Drake London or the rest of the passing attack there. Uh, for Pittsburgh, Najee Harris, I think you got to play him as an RB2. Uh, you know, he's going to play. You, you definitely worry about the the, the risk of re-injury and, and things like that, but he's been b- playing banged up all year. So, uh, you know, I think the matchup is good too. So I think you, you can roll him out there. Uh, Jalen Warren, I mean, if he goes, I had a lot of interest in him as, a, as an RB2 option, just, you know, some injuries this week. Uh, I definitely – was looking for him to play in the league of extraordinary people, uh, you know, I'm hurting at running back. So uh, I think if he goes, he's an RB three, um, but Benny Snell could also end up filling that role as a change of pace running back for Najee Harris. But uh, I agree with you, George Pickens, he has upside. However, I'm not, I mean, teams run the football more against Atlanta than they throw it. And maybe with team with, with, uh, Najee Harris banged up and Jalen Warren banged up. Maybe they do that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think Pickens is is as far as I'd be willing to go. Oh, Pickens and Firemuth, of yeah, course. Yeah, Fryermuth that's is, it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to this next matchup. It seems like a juicy one. The four and seven Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Detroit to take on the four and the four and seven Detroit Lions. This game has a... 40 uh 51 and a half point total where the Detroit Lions are one and a half point home favorites in terms of whether uh well this game is in a dome so no concerns there but in terms of the injuries for Detroit center Evan Brown he's out Julian Julian Aquara he's also out as well as James the wide receiver Jameson Williams and then for Jacksonville Daryl Henderson is questionable. Zay Jones, the wide receiver, is questionable with a chest. Travis Etienne is questionable with a foot injury. In terms of the matchup here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover, Jacksonville to win. For Detroit, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is the wide receiver one this week. Uh, I, know, I, I think last week I said he would finish as the wide receiver one. Potentially he finished as the wide receiver three. But I think you know he's just been on a roll lately, and the matchup here is, is so nice. So – which uh, continue to roll him out there. Jared Goff, he's my stream of the week, and, and I think a top 10 quarterback option this week. Uh, Jamal Williams, he's going to be an RB3 for me this week. Swift as well, you know, I think he, he might have the higher upside in this higher scoring game. He had eight targets last week against Buffalo. He's not on the injury report with the shoulder and the ankle. So I think, you know, he's a guy that uh, I think is going to have, you know, be productive down the stretch here. DJ Shark. He's a wide receiver four in a revenge game. Uh, for Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, he's in a smash spot here. Uh, Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, they're both top 10 options in my opinion. Marvin Jones also getting a revenge game here. He's a wide receiver four. And then Evan Ingram has a decent mass matchup here. I, I know he's your stream of the week, Greg. Uh, I think he's going to be a tight end two for me. And then uh, Travis Etienne, you know, he definitely has that upside. Um you know, I think he's probably going to be a higher end RB two uh, if he can if he can go. Of course, yeah, I'm gonna take the over. Uh, I'm gonna take Detroit to cover and Detroit to win. Definitely gonna be a back and forth game. I think this is 
probably the, one of the most exciting under 500 team games you'll see for sure, both teams. Uh, but on that Jacksonville side, do love Trevor Lawrence in this matchup. That's, you got Detroit, insert name here. He's going to attack him uh, with all his people. Travis Etienne should dominate as well. Uh, he's got a solid matchup um, and, and should be, you know, in that borderline RB1 category. Christian Kirk, uh, and Zay Jones, I think you got to jump on playing those guys. Zay Jones come off the best game of the season so far. I think both of them, uh, you know, the both are wide receiver twos and both have some wide receiver one upside. Uh, and then Evan Ingram as well is, you know, definitely uh, going to be used in this game. I think it's going to be definitely back and forth uh, for sure. On Detroit's side, like Jared Goff as well, uh, definitely a, a popular streaming option this week. Um, agree with you with the running backs. I think DeAndre Swift does get used a lot uh, more in this game. Uh, come off a solid game last week uh, on Thanksgiving. Should continue to to be better as he's healthier uh, in, a, in a high-scoring, fast-paced matchup. Uh, Jamal Williams are playing as well. Amara St. Brown, wide receiver one, uh, upside as, as well. And I think the, there's probably going to be another receiver to pop up. I think Khalif Raven will probably be that person. Yeah, good point, man. Uh, you know, there, there's got to be some some back and forth nature to this game for sure. Uh, moving on to this next matchup, we get the seven and four Tennessee Titans traveling to Philadelphia to take on the ten and one Philadelphia Eagles. This game has a forty four and a half point total, where the Philadelphia Eagles are five and a half point home favorites. In terms of weather, it's expected to be okay. In terms of injuries for Philadelphia, uh, safety CJ Gardner Johnson he is out. Robert Quinn, uh, the defensive or the edge rusher, he's also out with knee. Uh, for Tennessee, Danico Autry, the defensive tackle, he's out. Elijah Molden, Cody Hoss, Cody Hollister, uh, they're they're both out as well. Jeffrey Simmons, he's questionable with an ankle, and then Hassan Haskins is questionable with a hip. Uh, Greg, where do you lean with this matchup here? With this game, I'm gonna take the over as well. Uh, I'm gonna take uh, Tennessee to cover, but I'm gonna take Philly to win. Um, it should be a solid game. You know, I think on Tennessee side, I think Derrick Henry, uh, he's he's obviously you know you're playing him. Uh, better matchup, uh, you know, I think than than people may may think uh, for sure. But Derrick Henry should be uh, one of the top five options every week. Um, as far as the receivers, Jalen Burks, I'm willing to play as part of the the receiver I want in this in this offense. Uh, continuing to gain momentum, so as a as a as a good flex option. Um, and then on the Eagles side. Um, Miles Sanders, um, and a good matchup here. Uh, RB2 category, strong RB2. Uh, the receivers, though, are both in a smash spot here. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, uh, I think they should dominate in this matchup. Um, so it's just one matter who's going to be the one to, to really get his. Uh, I was, you know, still waiting for that game where both of them kind of really go crazy on, on, on the defense. But um, I think both of them, I'm going to rate them as one of wide receiver, strong wide receiver twos, and, you know, one should have the, the edge to possibly uh break that top 12 uh and Jalen Hurts obviously quarterback one and Dallas Goddard out there uh definitely um tight end one sorry Dallas Goddard's well, not even out there but yeah even more yeah. bump for the receivers but yeah well we did get good news for Dallas Goddard though he's he, he's not wearing that sling anymore is expected to be healthy uh by the time he's eligible to return off of the the injured reserve, which I believe is week 15 against Jacksonville. So that'll be good news there. Uh, but in terms of the game, I, I have it the same way you do. I'm taking uh, taking the over, taking Tennessee to cover, taking Philly to win. Um, you know, for Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, he's a top three option at the position. Greg, 
we already know who's going to take who has the edge between these two receivers. Oh, wait, revenge game. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yo, AJ Brown, like he's he's gonna drop a hundred yards. Because like that's a guarantee. Like minimum, great matchup, bare minimum. Too, great matchup. Yeah, it's a fantastic matchup. So yeah, AJ Brown wide receiver one in, in a revenge game of all revenge games. Um Devontae Smith, I think he's gonna be a wide receiver too. But you know, again, he's been seeing a decent amount of targets with with Dallas Goddard out. Uh, Miles Sanders, he's an RB two. I think Quez Watkins makes interesting, uh, you know, an interesting option as a flex. They, they they talked about on the broadcast last week about how they were making a concerted effort to get him more involved, and uh, you know, especially with the Goddard injury on the Tennessee side. Derrick Henry, he's an RB one. Traylon Burks, I, I agree with you. He's a wide receiver two in this matchup. Has definite uh, upside, you know, especially if if you know this game does go over and Philadelphia does. You score a ton of points. And then Austin Hooper, I think, has some tight end one intrigue. You know, he's been more involved in the offense. Uh, They were talking in the, you know, in that game on that broadcast about how Austin Hooper has been trying to get more of a relationship with Ryan Tannehill and, you know, everywhere he's been, he's done that with the quarterback. And so I think he, you know, he's definitely been more involved these last couple of weeks. And so I, I, if you're a desperate tight end trying to hold the fort while Dal- a guy like Dallas Goddard comes back, I think you can definitely go there, especially with, uh, you know, them hurting or missing, you know, uh, CJ Gardner, Johnson, CJ, Chauncey Gardner, Johnson, CJ Chauncey, same, same thing. That's his name. Uh, but yeah. Like it, like it for sure. Uh, let's move on to the next matchup here, Houston and Cleveland, the four and seven Cleveland Browns traveling to Houston, take on the one, nine and one Houston Texans. This game is a 47 and a half point total where the Houston Texans are seven point home underdogs. There's this game is played in the dome. So there's no concerns there in terms of injuries for Cleveland tight end, David Njoku, he's out with an injury to his other knee, uh, not the knee that previously kept him out, so definitely not great there. And then for for Houston, cornerback Derek Stingley, he's out with the hamstring. Wide receiver Brandon Cooks is out with the calf, and uh, Rex Burkhead is questionable with a concussion. In this game, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Cleveland to cover. I will going to take Cleveland to win. Uh, for Cleveland, uh, Deshaun Watson obviously making his first start of the season against the Houston Texans, his former team. Uh, and so this is a revenge game as well. He is a quarterback one this week. Amari Cooper is a high-end wide receiver two. Uh, Nick Chubb, he is a an RB1. Donovan Peoples-Jones is a wide receiver three. And then for Houston, I, I think – I know Pierce has been absolutely terrible, but I think based on the matchup, you could get away with playing him. It's it's you're gonna it's gonna be a tough pill to swallow, but I think Cleveland's just been so bad against the run, uh, they they're so susceptible. So I think Pierce is is definitely in play here. Uh, Nico Collins uh, with Brandon Cooks out, that's more targets for him. He was already in the you know the top twelve of wide receivers over the last four weeks in terms of of targets per game. So you know he's he's a wide receiver three, but Definitely has upside for more, uh, obviously, with Cooks being out, like I said. 
Yeah, I'm gonna take the under, take Cleveland cover, Cleveland to win. Definitely uh the revenge game set up here. Deshaun making his debut. Um you gotta expect I think the transition should be should be seamless, especially with this easy matchup to start. So you're you're starting him, you're playing him, especially if you had him all all year. You're not gonna keep him on the bench now at this point. Um Nick Chubb is in a smash spot here. Um he should dominate. He he could finish as the RB one uh, on the week. Um Mark Cooper also in a great spot here along with Don Super Jones. But yeah, Mark Cooper uh, should should dominate as well as a wide receiver one. Don Super Jones is a strong flex option, uh, especially without no David and Joku. So they should uh, look to them more. On the Houston side, uh, I, yeah, I'm still willing to play, you know, Damian Pierce as, you know, RB2 category. I think, you know, he's been solid all year. Uh, I think, you know, he can, you know, has a longer leash uh, than uh, 40s earned this year. And as far as the receivers, uh, Nico Collins and both uh, Chris Moore, I think, have some intrigue, uh, especially Chris Moore in deeper leagues. But yeah, Nico Collins, I'm, I'm leaning to is uh, a, a good flex option. Uh, Mike White or Deshaun Watson? Because of the matchup, I mean, Nick Chubb should dominate. I think it would be a little capped a little bit for Deshaun. I'm going to go with Mike White. That's kind of what I'm thinking as well. I got to make a decision in the Superflex League, and it's just like I feel like if you want a safe floor, it's definitely Deshaun. Yeah, yeah. But if you want a ceiling, I feel like you have to play Mike White. Yeah. As crazy as it sounds. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Magic Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to the uh, this next matchup here, which I know is near and dear to Greg's Greg's heart. The seven and five Washington Commanders travel to New York to MetLife to take on the seven and four New York Giants. This game has a forty and a half point total, and the Washington Commanders are one and a half point road favorites here. There's expected uh, to be a, a little bit of rain in this game here for the Giants. Joshua Azedu is out with a neck injury. Um, Shane Lemieux is out with a toe. Darius Slayton, the wide receiver, is questionable with an illness. Tight end Daniel Bellinger mm-hmm. expected to return this week, potentially questionable with that eye injury that he suffered earlier in the year. For Washington, uh, cornerback Benjamin St. Juice, he's out with an ankle. Wide receiver return man Dax Milne is out with a foot. Offensive guard Trey Turner is out with a knee slash ankle. And then Chase Young is questionable with a knee injury here. Uh, Greg, where are you leaning when it comes to your G-man? I think I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Washington to cover and and Washington to win. Uh, You know, Giants struggling right now. Two straight L's. Uh, Commander's hot right now. And, they're you know, three straight wins. So definitely, uh, you know, both teams moving in opposite directions. But that that Chase Young news really does help uh, this team. Obviously, if if he can come back and play, I think he I think he is. So that's going to wreak havoc for a player like Dame Jones with a, a weak offensive line um, on Washington side. Uh, Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. I'm looking you know towards those guys. And AG I think has the higher upside uh, as an RB two. Brian Robinson RB three category. Uh, Terry McCorn, um strong wide receiver two in this matchup uh, as well. Um, not really. I'm back and forth with Logan Thomas. He's very, very up and down this this year. So I don't know if you could trust him, but um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he can get uh, you know some some usage in this game. 
And but on the Giants side, you know, Saquon is starting him as a RB1. Daniel Jones, he can always again fall into that that QB1 territory. Uh probably rate him as a you know high in QB2 uh with his legs, especially because there's literally no one to throw to. Uh now except Daniel Bellinger, if he's gonna play, we don't even know if that's finalized. But if he is out there, I think he's a solid streaming option at the tight end position. And and that that's really it though. Yeah, I'm with you, Greg. I'm taking the under here. I'm going to take Washington to cover, Washington to win. I mean, like you said, these teams are trending in in opposite directions right now. I mean, Washington is going into their bye week at, you know, you know, into this game before their bye week at seven and five. No one would have ever imagined how their season started that they would Mm -hmm. be in this position with this record. Um, But you know that's what it is. What it is, and and then the Giants they they started out six and one, right? right? And now they you know they they're seven and four here. So this is definitely uh, something that you know you, you definitely notice at this point in the season here, uh, just how teams are playing. But in terms of the fantasy matchups here, Daniel Jones. I mean, obviously we say this every single week yeah. because yeah. of his legs, he can finish as a QB one. Uh, Saquon, he's been a little disappointing recently, um, and the matchup here, Washington Commanders defense has been much better. So, I'm gonna put him down as an RB two, um, you know, middle to to low end or middle to high RB two, obviously because he's Saquon and the upside that he has. But uh, Darius Slayton, uh, he's a wide receiver three for me if he can if he can go. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, I mean, I feel like. I, I've been the biggest proponent of playing Daniel Bellinger, <laughs> uh, mainly because I was doing it out of desperation. Uh, but he's been, he was solid, and I think, like you said, I mean, he, you know, he he's might be the only available target there uh, for for Daniel Jones. And we know the chemistry that they had, and the, you know how much they use the tight end in this offense. Uh, but for Washington, um, McLaurin, you know, he's a he's a wide receiver too, with wide receiver one upside. I, I know I've been. Gibson, Team Gibson over Brian Robinson, but I'm actually going to go Brian Robinson over Gibson in this one, you know, based on game script, um, you know, them potentially leading and, and and you know, the Giants being susceptible to teams running the football. You know, I think Brian Robinson has, has the higher upside in this game and he's been more involved as a receiver. And the other thing is, is Antonio Gibson, he was on the sideline for a lot of the game last week and then came out of it apparently dealing with a foot injury. So, uh, he's not on the injury report this week, but you know, definitely something that gives you some cause and some concern. So I'm going to have him as an RB three, uh, especially if if Washington is not expected to be trailing in this game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it should be. I'm um, ho- hoping. I mean, Chase Young could just you know hold off one more week to the bye. Makes sense, you know. Hold your hold your guy after the bye, and then you know let him work after. Yeah, I mean, they have talked about that. They want Chase Young to be 100% healthy. I mean, it makes a ton of sense. They spent the number two overall pick on this guy, you know, just a few seasons ago and obviously missed all last year. And uh, with the way that they're playing right now, you know, he he would – not saying he would be a luxury, but, you know, they're, they're not struggling right now defensively without him. So, uh, you know, just like you said, let him get healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to the next matchup here. The four and eight Chicago Bears, or sorry, four and eight Green Bay Packers traveling to Chicago to take on the three and nine Chicago Bears. This game has a 42 and a half point total, where the Green Bay Packers are three point road favorites. 
this game is expected to be windy. There are uh, 15 to 20 mile per hour winds with gusts up to 30. Uh, the For Chicago, Justin Fields seems like he's good to go, no longer dealing with that shoulder injury. Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon, Larry Boom, and Trevor Simeon are all out for Chicago. For Green Bay, Devondre Campbell, he's questionable. Safety, Darnell Savage, he's doubtful with a foot. Romeo Dobbs, the wide receiver, he's questionable with an ankle. And then David Bakhtiari, the left tackle, is out with an appendectomy after having an appendectomy. And then Aaron Jones, or Aaron Rodgers, rather, he seems to be good to go uh, with that with that rib injury uh, and will we'll be expected to start in this game. I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Chicago to cover, Chicago to win. Aaron Rodgers, Ooh. you no longer own wow. the Bears. Uh, for Justin or for Chicago, Justin Fields, I think he's a QB1. Um, Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson this week? Uh, I'm going to go Justin Fields. Yeah, I think that's where I lean as well. Uh, Fields is a – you know the 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 only concern with Fields is, you know how much how much is pain is that shoulder injury going to cause him? Is it something that should limit his rushing ability? I mean, I'm not talking about the scrambles because I think that's just innate. But I think the you know the quarterback design runs that they were running. Do we see how much of those do we see? So um, you know that's the only concern there. But the matchup here is great. We obviously saw what Jalen Hurts did to to the same Green Bay defense last week. Uh, so, you know, definitely looking looking for that upside there. Uh, David Montgomery in a fantastic spot. I think he's an RB1 this week. Uh, Cole Komet, you know, no Darnell Mooney, uh, right? He's out for the year with that ankle injury. So Cole Komet, he's a top five tight end option for me this week. Uh, Green For the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones, he's, a, he's an RB1. Christian Watson, a wide receiver too. AJ Dillon again. The, the matchup here is is really great from a rush defensive perspective. So I think he's he's an RB two territory. And then I I'm I, I I feel like you can go in other directions instead of playing Aaron Rodgers. I know the matchup's oh, yeah. great here. All year, all year, man. All, all year you could go in other directions. But again, I'm just saying it's Chicago, right? Like people are going to say, you know, Mike White did three three fifteen and three against the Chicago defense, like. Aaron Rodgers should be able to, to do similar things, but I'm just, you know, between the thumb and the ribs, like, again, it's going to sound crazy, but it's not. I would play Mike White um, instead of Aaron Rodgers in, in this matchup. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to still take Green Bay to cover and Green Bay to win, though. I just feel like, you know, they'll still find a way to, to get this done. I mean, they, in the first matchup, the running game dominated, and I think that's, think that's what they're going to lean on again. Uh, so far, the Green Bay side, Aaron Jones is in a smash by here. Definitely got some start of the week potential. Uh, he should be uh, dominant here. AJ Dillon should also be involved, I think, as a, a you know RB2 option, RB3, but some RB2 upside. Christian Watson uh, continuing his tear. I think he's wide receiver two play uh, for sure. Um, can't really trust, you know, a Robert Tunyon or, you know, uh, any of the other receivers. But Christian Watson, I can, I can deal with. On the Chicago side, Justin Fields. QB one, uh, no matter how the game goes, he's gonna he's gonna find his way there with his legs. Uh, and then as far as the you know David Montgomery, I agree with you. Um, I think you know Eagles dominated the running game last week. I think they almost had like 400 yards rushing. So they yeah, Fields and David Montgomery should do what they gotta do. 
Um, and then Cole Komet should be the kind of the, the main passing option uh, out there, uh, you know, coming on hot lately, can, should continue to be uh, a good tight end option. Yeah, this uh, is definitely going to be an interesting matchup. Let's move on to this next one. First of the 4 o'clock games, 4.05 p.m. The 6-5 and five Seattle Seahawks travel to Los Angeles to take on the 3-8 and eight Los Angeles Rams. This game has a 41.5 point total. I think earlier in the week I said that this game had – that the Seahawks were 14-point favorites. I don't know where I got that number from. I think – yeah, I don't know. But they're 7.5-point road favorites in this game. Maybe they should be 14-point favorites. Um, well, if they're but, home, that's 10, so that's close, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, So for, for – in terms of injuries, uh, well, there is possible rain in this game, but in terms of injuries um, for Los Angeles – the Matthew Stafford, sorry, is out with a, a neck injury. It's been called a concussion, but apparently it's a neck injury. Uh, for There are a few other guys out in this game, um, but I, I didn't really know who they were, so it, I don't I don't think it really mattered, really. Uh, for Seattle, Travis Homer, he's questionable with an illness, and the, you know they had a few other guys questionable in this game. Uh, in this matchup here, Greg, what are you, where are you leaning? Yeah, it looked like there was just a bunch of defensive players. But uh, I'm going to go with the under. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle to cover, Seattle to win. Um, on the Seattle side, it's going to be raining. Uh, you know, Gino, I think he's in that lower in uh, quarterback one territory, maybe like quarterback 13, 14 on that edge. Um, you know, not not the, not a huge smash up, but I think he's going to have some of his opportunities. Kenneth Walker Jr., though, RB1, uh, continuing to – to dominate, I think I, I like him here. Um, as far as the receivers, uh, DK Metcalf is in in the smash spot here. Um, wide receiver ones have you know given it to the Rams all year, uh, so I think you know he he's going to find his way uh, to a wide receiver one day. Um, Tyler Lockett also in in the solid spot here, uh, so he's in that low and wide receiver two category. Um, and, and Noah Fant also should be uh, used as well. Um, so Geno Smith should you know have some upside on the Rams side. It's really tough, but you know who I'm looking at, my man Kyron Williams, getting that usage bump every week. I think this is, you know, another week where he can honestly, I, I you know, I can make the argument for for starting him on this game. You gonna do it? You gonna do it? I think, I, I think I'm gonna do it. Oh, no, 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 I start a week. No, 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 no. I'll I'll start him. I'll, he's made starting lineups, I think, for this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna take the under here. I'm gonna take Seattle to cover. Seattle to win. Uh, I'm with you, man. I'm on Kyron Williams. Uh, train this week, man. I think he's he's in play as as a as a mid RB two. Um, you know, has some upside. At, at, like he's been involved in the passing game. He's you know led the the backfield in terms of of touches and uh, rush attempts. Uh, you know, John Wolford is in the lineup this week. He does run a little bit, but he doesn't run as much as Bryce Perkins. So I think Kyron Williams is a hundred percent in play as an RB two. Uh, but that's literally the only person I'm willing to play on the Rams offense <laughs> <laughs> for Seattle. Uh, Gino, he's a, he's a QB one. Walker's been a little touchdown dependent, uh, but I think he's still an RB two. Um, you know, just hasn't really he, he's faded a little bit in terms of the explosiveness that we that we were seeing from him those big explosive runs. Uh, but he's still again he he was doing them in the beginning of the season with regularity. So it's not to say that he can't just, you know, break one of those again this week. So definitely want him in your lineup. Uh, Noah Fant, 
I think he's a tight end one option for me this week. I mean, I mean, I know I know the Rams just recently played Travis Kelsey, but you know the matchup the matchup is is pretty good, uh, and Fant's been more involved, so definitely like that. And then DK Metcalf, he is, uh, you know, him and Lockett, they're both wide receiver twos, but I, I give the slight edge to Metcalf to finish as that wide receiver one and and catch that touchdown this week. Yeah, man. Oh, Bobby Wagner revenge game. There you go. <laughs> Bobby Wagner revenge game. I mean, I guess it'll feel good, right? Like, you oh, know, man. he'll have like 10 tackles, but they'll lose by 10. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to this next matchup. We have the 8-3 right. and three Miami Dolphins traveling to San Fran to take on the seven and four San Francisco 49ers. This game is probably one of the matchups of the week. Uh, it probably is the matchup of the well, no, I can't say that because there's the you know, you got a couple the Chiefs got, game, yeah, there's yeah. a few games. You know, the you got Mike White on TV, like it's pretty, it's quite, it's crazy, crazy week for football. Uh, the this game has a 46 and a half point total where the San Francisco 49ers are three and a half point home favorites in this game. In terms of the weather, there's rain expected in this game. So not exciting there. Um, but for my, for Miami, in terms of injuries, miles Gaskin, he's questionable with a shoulder, Teddy Bridgewater questionable with a knee Teron Armstead. He's doubtful with a pec injury. And then for San Francisco, Debo Samuel, he is questionable with a quad after being limited in practice. Left tackle Trent Williams, he left practice with a back injury, and he's questionable. And then obviously we know that Elijah Mitchell suffered that knee injury, the MCL sprain, and he's out for not just this game, for the but for the next six to eight weeks. Uh, in terms of the matchup here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins to cover. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins to win. Uh, Miami's rolling right now. Uh, you know, Mike McDaniel – He's he's definitely a great coach uh, so far this year in year one. Uh, definitely an intriguing personality. I don't know if you've seen all his press conferences, oh, yeah. Greg. He's so yeah, monotone. They, it's crazy, man. It's but it's ridiculous. It's, he, the content is amazing. <laughs> the way the delivery is just so so crazy. He has like that Belichick delivery, but the content is amazing. Oh man, the the my favorite one was him telling Justin Fields to stop running. Yeah, he was like, like just stop, like. Just wow. stop running, he, and, he, and he wouldn't listen. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't listen. That's that's exactly how he says it, though. It's like he would. He just wouldn't take the coaching, He's and it was frustrating. Listen. He sounds very serious <laughs> all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he's great. Um, but so I will take for Miami uh, Tyree Kill. It's a it's a tough matchup on paper, but he's a wide receiver one. They're going to find ways to get on the football and and be productive. Waddle, he's a wide receiver two. Tua, he's a, a QB two. He's probably the one I'm I'm, le- I'm most concerned about, just in terms of you know if there's ways they can manufacture touches for for Hill and Waddle, uh, but Tua has been so money that like there's there's no reason to to I think um, bench him unless you have much better options. Um, Russell or Russell Wilson, Raheem, Jeff Wilson, and Raheem Mostert, they are RB. I have them both as RB threes in a revenge game. It's a revenge game for both of them, but the, uh, yes. you know, I think whoever gets, uh, you know, that those touchdowns, which probably would make me lean Wilson, would would finish as the RB two here, and then for San Francisco, CMC, he's an RB two. 
dealing with the knee injury. The, the touches haven't really been what you would like to see. Uh, Jimmy G, he's a high-end QB2. Uh, George Kittle, I think, is a top three option this week. You know, has a fantastic matchup here against Miami. And then Ayuk is a wide receiver three. Debo Samuel being limited, that kind of scares me. Uh, but uh, I would put him down as a wide receiver three flex option with Ayuk having the advantage. Yeah, I think this probably matchup of the week because I think well, right now Miami's probably one of the best offenses in the league, and you got San Fran being probably the best defense in the league right now. So I, I do definitely very intrigued by this. I'm going to take the over, though. <clears throat> I'm going to take Miami to cover, but I'm going to take San Fran to win. It's going to be real tight. I think field goal game uh, on Miami side. Do like to. You're not, you're not benching him. I think just he's proven throughout the year he's been the breakout that, you know, we thought he would be. Uh, you continue to play him as a, you know, I think a lower end QB one. Uh, uh, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, both uh, RB low and RB twos. I think Jeff Wilson kind of has a slight edge if they're both healthy and playing. Tyreek Hill, you're starting him. Uh, Jordan Waddle, you're starting him. Strong wide receiver twos, both have wide receiver one upside. Um, on the San Fran side, I do really like Jimmy G's matchup a lot. I think he can finish as a QB one. Um, I think it's going to be a little more back and forth. He's going to be forced to throw it a little bit more. Uh, and then, you know, CMC banged up. Uh, he's, you know, I agree with you, RB2. Brandon Ayuk and uh, the receivers, George Kittle, I think, is one as far as the pass catcher. I think he's going to in a smash by here. Uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, though, both wide receiver twos. Uh, you know, want one of them to kind of step up here. Debo Samuel being a, a little banged up. I think I give the edge to, to Ayuk in this one. But, uh, yeah, it should be a really, really good game. The, 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 the mentor versus the, the mentee, man. Yeah, man, Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel. And, yeah, man, he's got McDaniel and Sala and uh, wow. McVet. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and uh, Matt LaFleur in, in Green Bay. So, yeah, yeah. Shanahan, nice, nice Shanahan has a nice little tree right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to this next matchup. Always intriguing when the L.A. Chargers are involved. Oh yeah, the six and five LA Chargers traveling to Las Vegas to take on the four and seven Las Vegas Raiders. This game has a fifty and a half point total according to FanDuel Sportsbook, and the Los Angeles Chargers are one and a half point road favorites in this one. Weather's expected to be okay in this game in terms of injuries for the Chargers. Wide receiver Mike Williams, he's out dealing with that ankle injury. For the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Jacobs is questionable with a calf, as is Brandon Bolden. They have a few other questionable on both sides, uh, you know, for these teams, or you know, a few others questionable for both teams here. Uh, in terms of this matchup, Greg, where do you lean? I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Chargers to cover, Chargers to win. I think it's similar to that Chargers Cardinals game last week. It's gonna be. Wild, it's gonna be back and forth. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. I think Justin Herbert should dominate in this game. Uh, best matchup he has probably all year. Uh, should be, you know, continue to, to, I mean, not continue, but have a great game here. Austin Eckler, uh, RB one, you know, top three play. You know, the receivers, uh, you know, Keenan Allen uh, should, you know, help out. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert as a, I think a wide receiver one in this matchup. Uh, Josh Palmer should be involved as a flex. Uh, DeAndre Carter should also be involved. I think as a, as a deep league flex as well. Um, not, you know, well over on Gerald Everett, it's over. Uh, we're just moving to the receivers. Uh, on the Vegas side, um, Josh Jacobs, smash by here. He's also 
in RB1, top three play, top five play. Devonta Adams, wide receiver one. Um, Matt Collins, I think, has intrigue here as a flex. Uh, I think, you know, we makes our arguments for playing Derek Carr as a streaming uh, streaming option in this one. Um, and, yeah, I think should be definitely back and forth. A wild game uh, comes down to the last play, um, high-scoring game. Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely uh, sh- should be a wild game. I will take the under, though. I'll take the Chargers to cover the Chargers to win. Um, you know, for the Chargers side, Justin Herbert, he's a QB1. Uh, Austin Eckler, top three option at the position. Keenan Allen, definite wide receiver one. Josh Palmer and and has, you know, wide receiver two with, uh, with wide receiver one upside. DeAndre Carter, have him down as wide receiver three flex option. And then for... Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs, he's an RB1. Devontae Adams, a wide receiver one. Uh, Derek Carr has QB1 upside, uh, you know, just given the matchup and, and, you know, the nature of this, you know, back and forth nature of this game potentially. Uh, I'm out on Gerald Everett. You you could probably convince me to play Foster Moreau, but there are so many other tight ends that I would prefer to play. Uh, and Mac Hollins, you know, has some some – intrigue as like a wide receiver three or four yeah yeah uh let's move on and probably is going to be the most interesting matchup and the one that people tune into an afc championship rematch the nine and two kansas city chiefs travel to cincinnati to take on the seven and four cincinnati Bengals. this game has a 52 and a half point total where the kansas city chiefs are two and a half point road favorites in this one for Cincy, Joe Mixon is questionable. He's in concussion protocol still. Wide receiver Jamar Chase, he's questionable with a hip. Uh, linebacker Logan Wilson, he is questionable with an illness. And gotta have gonna have to pull up the Kansas City injury report because for whatever reason I did not take notes down on it. Um, but just looking through quickly, uh, Kadarius Tony, he's out with the hamstring. What do you know? Surprise, surprise. Uh, safety, Deion Bush, he is questionable. I guess when the Kansas City Chiefs made that trade for for uh, Kadarius Tony, they didn't know about the clause in his contract that he's contractually obligated to be on the injury report and potentially miss games. For the hamstring, though, specifically. For the yeah. hamstring, specifically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of this game here, I see a wild one. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Cincy to cover two and a half. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win, though. (laughs) (laughs) For Cincinnati, uh, T. Higgins, he's a top three option at the position. Uh, Joe Burrow, he's a high-end QB1. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think he's – you got to downgrade him a little bit coming off the injury. Uh, But – he is wide receiver one upside, so I'm going to put him out there. You know, rank him as a wide receiver two, but you got. I feel like there's no way he's not going to be in your lineup. Joe Mixon, he's an RB one if he can go. If not, then you know, P Ryan. Obviously, he's been doing a tremendous job filling in that in his absence, so you know he'll definitely be in play. And then for Kansas City, Mahomes is a QB one. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he's he's probably the tight end one. McKinnon and Pacheco are running back. Uh, threes potentially, and then um, Juju Smith-Schuster. He did not get the, did not get the, you know, the the did not play the snaps that I thought he would in his first game coming off, 
the concussion, uh, but expected to get more snaps in this game potentially. And so I think he's a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside going into this matchup. Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. Um, yeah, it's going to be definitely a tough one. But I think that edge uh, with, you know, Kansas City's D-line gets to Joe Burrow when it when it matters most. Uh, but on the Kansas City side, Patty, QB1, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, getting more momentum. I think he's RB2 more uh, for me. I um, think he's going to, you know, be uh, nice in this backfield. Travis Kelsey. Uh, main pass catcher, tight end one option, doesn't even matter uh, what, you know, who he's playing. Um, as far as, you know, the complimentary receiver, though, yeah, Juju should step up. Hopefully, you know, waiting for that, that Skymore game. I mean, every, literally every rookie receiver I think we talked about this year has come through and had that game except him. So um, maybe, maybe this one, a little kind of a primetime game, you know, you're probably going to have Tony Romo on the call and Jim Nance. So it uh, should be exciting, you know. And then on Cincinnati side, Joe Burrow should dominate as well. Um, you know, no Joe Mixon. So, yeah, Samaj so P. Ryan continues to play him as a low-end RB1 with his usage. T. Higgins should dominate as well, wide receiver one. Uh, you know, and if Jamar Chase is back, you know, not even considering playing Tyler Boyd. I mean, he was struggling to begin with, but Jamar Chase, you're playing him. Uh, you're starting him as well. And Hayden Hurst uh, is a streaming option to tight end. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. We do have a question from the Joker. Uh, ask David Montgomery, Rashad White, Jamal Williams, or Jeff Wilson, full PPR, pick one. Thank you, guys. Greg, I will kick this one to you first. Uh, full point PPR, I think I'm going to go with David Montgomery. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Dale Montgomery. I think he's a top ten option this week. The matchup's fantastic yeah. against Green Bay. Uh, there's no Khalil Herbert. You know, we talked about Justin Fields being banged up, so maybe that means less less quarterback design runs, uh, which means more opportunities for Dale Montgomery. I, I think it's fantastic. And based on your your profile pic on your YouTube, there, Joker, uh, seems like you're a Bears fan, so might as well ride your guy. Yes, sir. Um. All right, let's move on through the matchups. The next matchup here, Sunday Night Football. Can't believe we got to watch the Colts again in primetime back-to-back <laughs> weeks here. But <laughs> the 4-6-1 and one Indianapolis Colts traveled to Dallas to take on the 8-3 and three Dallas Cowboys. This game has a 43.5-point total. The Dallas Cowboys are 10.5-point home favorites in this one. This game is played in a dome. In terms of the injuries for Dallas, linebacker Anthony Barr, he's questionable with a hamstring. Jerron Kirst, the safety, is questionable with a shoulder. Trayvon Diggs and Michael Gallup both popped up with an illness. They're questionable, both expected to play. However, uh, Quinton Bohanna, uh, for, for Indianapolis, Quinton Bohanna is questionable. Uh, or sorry, Quinton Bohanna plays for the Cowboys. But for Indy, Kenny Moore, the cornerback, uh, slot corner there for for Indy. He's out with the shin. That's a that's a huge loss. He's one of the Colts' better players. Uh, tight end Jelani Woods, who had a breakout game on Monday Night Football with eight catches for ninety eight receiving yards. He's questionable in this game with a shoulder and a quad. And then offensive tackle Braden Smith is out for Indy. Uh, definitely not great news there for Matthew for Matt Ryan. Greg, where do you lean with this game here? Uh, I'm taking the under. 
taking Dallas to cover, Dallas to win. Um, yeah, on Dallas side, uh, I think, you know, they're going to rely on the running game. Dak is uh, no more QB2, uh, high in QB2. Tony Pollard, I think, is a strong RB2. Uh, Zeke being, uh, you know, more in that lower in RB2 category. Um, uh, the far as the receiver, C.D. Lamb, you're starting him as a strong wide receiver, too. Um, Michael Gallup banged up, but I think he's got, you know, some flex intrigue. Uh, and, and Dalton Schultz, the second patch catcher, I think after C.D. Lamb, you're, you're playing him uh, as, a, as a tight end one option. On Indy side, uh, JT playing him, uh, you know, for sure as, as a, a low in RB1. Uh, Michael Pittman had, does have a really good matchup here. Uh, so I think, you know, he's he's still been producing, even though he's only got two touchdowns on the year. Uh, I think he's a wide receiver two territory. Uh, and, you know, I was ready to, you know, be ready to play, play Jelani Woods. I was, you know, very intrigued by him. Uh, as a streaming tight end, um, if he's able to go, I think he's in that that category, but he might not be able to do it. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Dallas to cover. I'm going to take Dallas to win. Uh, in terms of the fantasy matchups for for Dallas, I think CD Lamb's a wide receiver one. Uh, you know, they move them all around the formation, especially with Kenny Moore being out. I think that's huge because uh, he, he does play a decent amount in the slot. Uh, Tony Pollard and Zeke, I think they're both RB2s with RB1 upside. Zeke in the last game had 16 rush attempts. Tony Pollard had 18 rush attempts uh, against the Giants. So uh, if they go to the similar formula like that, you know, as being 10.5-point favorites, I think they both have RB1 upside. Michael Gallup, he's a wide receiver three. Um, Dak Prescott, he's a QB2. He's been a little underwhelming on the year. It's kind of crazy because, you know, they they – the offense around him has been so good and it's, you know, he's just been a QB two like every week. Uh, Dalton Schultz, he's a tight end one option. I agree. He's the, the next pass catcher that you want after CD lamb. And then for Indianapolis, you know, Jonathan Taylor, it, it's a, definitely a tough spot to be, to be in, you know, 10 and a half point dog, but he, he's, he's JT. He's got RB one upside. He's healthy. Uh, Michael Pittman jr. He's, he's a wide receiver two for me and Paris Campbell, a wide receiver three. Yep. It's going to be a tough day for Matt Ryan, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> he might not finish um, it. <laughs> no, he might not. Uh, for Tampa Bay uh, – sorry, for Monday Night Football, we got the 4-8 and eight New Orleans Saints traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the 5-6 and six Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game is – this game has a 40-point total where the Buccaneers are three-and-a-half-point um, home favorites in this one. Greg – in this matchup, well, in terms of injuries, rather, uh, for New Orleans, Jawan Johnson been a DMP with an ankle injury, so he's questionable. Jarvis Landry, he's been limited with an ankle. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, he's questionable, hasn't having been dealt uh, with an injury, so that's kept him out for a pretty uh, decent amount of time. And then for Atlanta, Russell Gage, he's returned to practice. He's questionable with a knee. Cam Brate was a DMP on Friday with an illness. So that's something to monitor there because then, you know, we, we, we know that we can activate Cade Otten potentially uh, if Cambrate misses time. But in terms of this this game here, I think Leonard Fournette actually did return to full practices with that hip injury. So he's seems like he's going to play in this game here for New Orleans. I'm going to take – well, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take New Orleans to cover three and a half. Uh, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win uh, this game – uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not expecting a lot here, but Chris Olave, wide receiver two, Kamara, he's an RB two uh, for Tampa Bay. 
Chris Godwin, a wide receiver two, Tom Brady, a QB two, Rashad White. I have him down as an RB two, Leonard Fournette, uh, his first game back. I think he's going to be an RB three. And then Mike Evans, he's been so disappointing. Um, but his his day depends on one person playing, man. That's all I know. <laughs> if Marshawn plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, Marshawn's probably trying to get back for this game. Yeah, I know he is. I know he is, yo. So, uh, yeah, he's a wide receiver three, though, for me. Uh, He's been underwhelming as well. Uh, But like you said, if Marshawn Lattimore plays, I mean, but if you're Marshawn, like at that point, like, is it about the beef or you like, yo, like, I got to go shut down Chris Godwin? Like, oh, no, it's about the beef for him. I think that's the last game. They didn't even make it two quarters, I feel like. Like, (laughs) they hate each other. Yeah, Mike Evans got ejected for body slamming him. Yeah. (laughs) Because Tom Brady put a hit on on yeah. uh, Marshall Lattimore, apparently, <laughs> evidently. Or oh man, Greg, where are you leaning with this game? Yeah, I'm gonna take the under as well. I'm gonna take Tampa to cover and Tampa to win. It's gonna be ugly for sure. Uh, both teams still fighting for that division though, um, so it's gonna be tough. Uh, on the on the side, Alvin Kamara, RB two. Yeah, Chris Olave also you know, RB two. Um, wide receiver two as well. Um, that's really about it. I mean, maybe you could play Jarvis Landry in a really deep league if he's if he's available. Um, on Tampa side, um, Leonard Fournette, if he's playing, he's a RB two, low on RB two. Uh, Chris Godwin, I think he's you know got probably the highest upside in this matchup of all, all the players. He's a wide receiver too, getting some chemistry with Tom Brady uh, and as well. And then yeah, Mike Evans, is, if Marshawn Lattimore is playing, I think that definitely gives him a downgrade to his day. Uh, but if not, I think he can. Give you a top thirty day. Yeah, I like I like it. I like it. Uh Greg, let's move on to that money time. Those starts of the week, man. Sir. Let's get to it. Greg, why don't you start your quarterback start of the week this week? Guy go with the Herb, Justin Herbert, going against Las Vegas. We said it's gonna be a crazy high scoring game. Uh, I think he's gonna be the main beneficiary of this. Uh, you know, just Historically, against the Raiders, he's killed them, averaging 305 yards or close to two touch, well, close to three touchdowns per game. So yeah, he should he should dominate in this one. Uh, last game he played against them, he played very well. Um, this is a smash spot for him. Uh, he's going to dominate. I like that one, man. Uh, my quarterback start of the week. I think I alluded it to it earlier in the week. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence though, going up against Detroit. Uh, Trevor's been balling over the last four weeks of quarterbacks who started at least two games, um, you know, because it wouldn't be fair to compare anybody to Mike White. Um, but he's he's eighth in in points per game at almost 21 points per game. Uh, and the matchup here is as juicy as it gets going up against Detroit, who's allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks over their last four matchups. I loved Trevor Lawrence coming into the year. He was my quarterback sleeper, and he's been returning that value, uh, you know, tremendously. And I think we we've seen we haven't seen his best week yet, right? I think that comes this week. Uh, and he's my he's actually my top ranked quarterback on the week. I'd play him ahead of the Lamar Jacksons, ahead of, um, I mean, m- maybe not Jalen Hurts because of it's it's Jalen Hurts, but uh, projection wise, he came out as my my top ranked quarterback on the week. Yeah, gotta love that. Got Detroit, man. You should can, can do that. Destroy them, yeah. Yeah, man. And it seems like you're you're trying to attack Detroit a different way, Greg. What's your running back start of the week this week? Yeah, no, I'm going with Travis Etienne, going against the Detroit Lions. 
coming off a you know couple of his you know probably worst weeks of the season, but I think he bounces back here in this matchup where it should be high scoring, should be back and forth. He gets back to you know those couple stretches where he had three straight 100 yard games, uh, and you know when he had you know four straight over 70 yards rushing. So he should be out there uh, able to play in a matchup with you know Detroit, definitely a weaker uh, passing out, uh, defense than rushing. But I think with the, his pass catching ability as well, he should be involved. I have no idea what this graphic is. It just popped up, but I, I guess Greg, you got to. I guess you got. I guess you got to speak know, man. to it. Ways, man. This is the week, man. He's been the usage has been going up every week. I've been saying it in the waiver wire pod every week. Uh, he, he's got to be used, man, in this RB two day. But he's getting an end zone. He's getting to finish finishes a, a low on RB one. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, so that there you go, Greg's other running back start of the week, Kyron Williams. My running back start of the week, I'm going deep in the bag here. Zonovan Bam Knight versus Minnesota. Uh, again, like I said, going deep in the bag. But if you if you what if you up if you went ahead and spent up a little bit on Bam Knight, then I think it should pay off this week. Michael Carter unlikely to play to play this weekend. Knight showed well on 17 opportunities in the in the game against Chicago. Minnesota is a great matchup. They've allowed the fourth most PPR points to the running back position over their last four matchups. And Knight, once again, should lead the Jets in opportunities. You know, James Robinson probably going to be active for this game, but I think, you know, Knight was up ahead of James Robinson in the last week's matchup because they 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 per, they definitely preferred him. So I think that's going to be the case this week as Knight leads the, uh, the Jets backfield and once again, a good matchup here. Yeah, got to love it. Everyone around Mike White gets the juice. Let's go. Let's go, man. High tides raise all boats. Greg, your wide receiver start of the week. Who you got? Going with Amari Cooper, going against Houston. Uh, you know, the revenge game for Deshaun should help Amari Cooper the most. Uh, I think the then the quarterback transition should be seamless. Uh, shouldn't, you know, shouldn't matter. He was already getting high target number, uh, one of the highest on uh, for a wide receiver. Got an excellent matchup here going against Houston. Back-to-back games with 12 targets. Uh, so he should be the top guy for Deshaun Watson as well. They start this chemistry off right away. Uh, I think, yeah, it should be it should be a dominant matchup for him. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Mario Cooper has been balling this year. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week, um, staying with the attachment to Mike White here, going with Garrett Wilson up against Minnesota in what I think should be a high-scoring game. Minnesota has been beat up by outside receivers. They've allowed the third-most PPR points to the wide receiver position over their last four games. Again, he gets that quarterback upgrade with Mike White. Garrett Wilson on the season averages 77 receiving yards per game in the four games he's played with a quarterback who isn't Zach Wilson. That's 25 more receiving yards per game than the six games that he's played with Zach Wilson this year. Garrett Wilson – Fantastic matchup. Start him up this week. And remember, when you see him out there looking on the same field as Justin Jefferson, just remind, just remember who told you that he reminded you of Justin Jefferson. Reminded me of Justin Jefferson. But yeah. Yes, sir. That's what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Greg, your tight end start of the week this week. What do you got? Going with George Kittle here. Going against Miami. I mean, the matchup is excellent for him. And, you know, just, you know, this is, uh, I think, a match, a spot here where you, you realize why you drafted a guy like George Kittle early. Um, he's healthy, first of all, which is great. Uh, you've been pretty healthy since the beginning of the season. Um, but, you know, the usage, you know, that hasn't been there, you know, been a couple of weeks where he's got uh, over 80 yards rece- receiving. But I think this is the week where he gets back to that number. 
gets close to you know 10 receptions uh and con- continues to to be a force um and the touchdown stretches you know it's been there from the last couple of games uh so i think he he gets back to it here definitely man this is a fantastic matchup for kittle this week uh i'm going with noah fant uh against los angeles going up against the rams now this one feels a little bit risky but the matchup makes sense the rams have allowed the third most PPR points to the tight end position over their last four matchups. But Fant has also been solid, and he's he's had at least three catches for 34 yards in his last three games. Actually did that twice. Uh, he's averaging almost 15 yards per reception during that span. And, again, the Rams are at the point where I think they've kind of checked out. So, you know, we, we can target them. I don't know if I mentioned it in the injury report, but Aaron Donald is not playing in that game. So that means even more time there. And less pressure for Geno Smith as he he finds his receivers down the field. Yeah, guy like Noah Fan here. I think you know Rams have been just bad in secondary all year, so I think this continue to see here. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's jump into that. Some some play everybody's favorite game. Some get money here. Let's go, Greg. You. Uh, you have the first pick this week in an odd week. You have tied it up after the Thanksgiving. Came back. Yes, sir. Back. It is now six to six. <sighs> Pressure's on, Greg. What do you got for your force your first pick this week? At my first pick, I'm gonna take Nick Chubb at running back, ninety six hundred. I'm spending the change here for him. I think it's worth it. I like that. Um my first pick, I'm going to take Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, as I said, I believe he could be the number one wide receiver on the week. Uh, and so I, I'm going to take him here as my uh, first pick, $8,000. Love it, love it. Um, my second pick, I think, you know, allows me to have uh, some of these players. Got to go Mike White here, you know, at 6900 at the quarterback position. Uh, still good value. Uh, I think he's going to get be, be a good spot here. Give me some points. No, definitely, man. I, I like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. He was definitely a hundred percent in my lineup. So that's why I took him second. Um, <laughs> yep. I figured as much, uh, <laughs> with, uh, my first wide receiver or my second wide receiver, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson, 6,600 L- little leverage play there on your Mike White. Mm-hmm. True, true. Uh, at my second running back, I'm gonna take DeAndre Swift, 6400, going against Jacksonville. Uh, definitely like the matchup. I like that one as well. Um, in my flex, uh, I'm gonna go with T Higgins, 8300, going up against KC. I'm I was surprised you didn't take him. I know. I mean, he's he's in my lineup for sure. He's been in my lineup for like five straight weeks. I feel like, oh man, oh man, that's tough. That's tough. All right. Well, I'm gonna just pivot to AJ Brown now at 8100. That was my, also my pivot. Wide receiver. <laughs> I was like, if T Higgins goes, I'll just pivot down to yeah, AJ Brown. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, as my. I guess my technically my fourth wide receiver because I put Higgins in the flex. I'm going with Christian Kirk, seventy five hundred going up against Detroit. Love that, love that. I'm gonna go with DK Metcalf as my second receiver, seventy six hundred going against the Rams. 
Nice, nice. Um, as my uh, my first running back, I'm going to take Zonovan Knight, 5,800, going up against Minnesota. My running back start of the week. At my tight end position, I'm going to take Pat Fryermuth, 5,900, going against Atlanta. Okay. Uh, as my second running back, I'm going to take David Montgomery, 7,000, going up against Green Bay. At my flex, I'm going to take another tight end. My tight end start of the week, I'm going to take George Kittle, slot him in there, 6,200. Okay. Uh, as my defense, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans, 3,400, going up against Philadelphia. I like that. I'm going to go with my third receiver, Chris Moore. 5,200, real cheap, good value, though, against uh, Cleveland. As my tight end, I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson, 6,400, going up against the New York Jets. And on my defense, I'm going to take the Washington Commanders, 4,100, going against the New York Giants. And my final pick, my quarterback stream of the week, I'm going with Jared Goff, 6,800, going up against Jacksonville. There you go. Get your stack, yo. There you go. I'm on route. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Greg, who, why don't you read out your roster for the people? Got Mike White at quarterback, 6,900. Nick Chubb, 9,600 at uh, the RB1 position. DeAndre Swift, 6,400. A.J. Brown, 8,100. D.K. Metcalf, 7,600. Chris Moore, wide receiver three at 5,200. Pat Fryermer, 5,900 at the tight end position. George Kittle at my no, flex position at 6,200. And the Washington Commanders, 4,100 at the defense. Zero dollars left. Uh, for me, I got Jared Goff, my stream of the week. For a quarterback, 6,800 um, going up against Detroit. At running back, I got my running back start of the week, Zonovan Knight, 5,800. As my second running back, I've got David Montgomery, 7,000 going up against Green Bay. As my wide receiver, my first wide receiver, I've got Amon Ross St. Brown, 8,000. As my second wide receiver, I've got Christian Kirk uh, going up against Detroit, 7,500. As my third wide receiver, I have Garrett Wilson, my wide receiver start of the week at 6,600 going up against Minnesota. And as my uh, at tight end, I've got TJ Hawkinson, uh, the Minnesota Vikings going up against the New York Jets at 6,400. Uh, in my flex, I have wide receiver T. Higgins going up against Kansas City, 8,300. And then I have the Tennessee Titans defense, 3,400, going up against Philadelphia. I've got 200 whole dollars left. Love it. I mean, looking like the data, it's looking like you're probably going to win this week. It's, there's, you know, no one's, no one's going to be – it's been very up and down. <laughs> uh, T. Higgins is the, is the winning piece, apparently. He is. Apparently, T. Higgins, T. Higgins is the winning piece. <laughs> uh, all right, let's close this one out. Hopefully you guys all have a fantastic set out for us. And uh, yeah, man, good luck getting into those clinching those divisions or those playoffs or the bye week or whatever it is you need to do. Get it done. We have faith in you. But until next time, have a good one, everybody. And we're out of here. Peace. Yeah.